Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of Buckeye Bombast with Bell Haven and the Boy. Another exciting episode indeed. Indeed. As we have reached the bowl season. Um, before we get into that, uh, we have a lot of picks to get through in our own version of Bowl Mania. There uh, are many. Which is, ex- which is exciting as always, as I've won the last two years in a row. So we'll see if... Uh, Dos años. Unseed me this year. But in terms of uh, other news, before we begin that, of course, it was early signing day. Early signing day. Uh and Ohio State got some uh, key commits, and so I figured we'd just run through those real quick. I think a total They of, got some uh, righteous team, on. Uh, some of the bigger names, uh, I believe, uh, especially linebacker uh, C.J. Hicks, a five-star from Ohio. Uh, that's a huge get. Uh, another linebacker as well, and Gabe Powers, four-star. Uh, we need linebackers. Uh, we need tough physical linebacker, so hopefully those two uh, will be able to, to come in, and if not play right away, at least be uh, be ready to go because uh, we're going to need them. Yeah, we need uh, linebackers, and we need interior defensive linemen. And we probably need more yes. offensive linemen than we got as well, but I'm, I'm less worried about that than I am about that interior defensive line. Right. Uh, of course, five-star safety, which is always nice in Sonny Styles, uh, and some a uh, couple wide receivers that that are poised to be really good in uh, Caleb Burton. A couple, I think uh, we got Caleb like Brown. four or five of them. Yeah, we got a, f- a few, but the the but a couple big, of the key names, to your point, yes, yeah, bigger names, uh, Caleb Burton and uh, Caleb Brown, Keon Graves said to be very underrated too. So another big class of receivers, which is always awesome uh, to keep that going. And then I've heard a lot about uh, the yeah defensive lineman Caden Curry, four-star. I've heard he's supposed to uh, be pretty good, uh, maybe a little bit underrated. So uh, we'll see on that aspect. Uh, there are some others. I think they've got, you know, they did get like a three-star offensive lineman. Um, I think... They might have did a four-star offensive lineman. I'm trying to look through real quick. Yeah, what I find interesting is anytime they get a three-star now, um, they go into uh, damage control mode, right? Because we're so used to getting four and five stars. And so they love to compare them to a recent three-star. And so this one, they're like, oh, this is the next Dewan Jones. Which the guy looks nothing like Dewan Jones, um, build or otherwise. But... Uh, but I do find that amusing. Right. Anytime we get a three star now, uh, it's they have to. Oh well, it's, he's the next such and such, you know, which I find kind of amusing. He's the next AJ Hawk. Yeah, and a um, a four star uh, offensive tackle uh, from Westchester. Yeah, uh, near us, uh, Tegra Shabola. I believe it's how you pronounce that. I could be wrong, but well, let's hope you know. Um, Let's hope I don't have to pronounce it a lot. <laughs> Let's just accept. I don't pronounce the offensive lineman a lot anyway. We talk about the uh, offensive lineman usually as a unit. Um, right. And with names like that, I'd like to keep it that way. 
<laughs> Very true. Um, but yeah, besides um, the the defensive linemen, um, which uh, hopefully they get one or two more. At least they've got a couple linebackers, a couple offensive linemen, uh, which are the main needs right now. So uh, yeah, overall uh, looks to be a good class, while not uh, super loaded um, like in years past. Uh, it's it's looks like it should be a pretty good class. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the number four ranked class. Um, even with the flurry of activity from you know, Penn State and Michigan, uh, Ohio State is still far and away a much better recruiting class, uh, as usual, uh, compared to them. Uh, but again, number four uh, in the country. Um, and then, of course, you have three SEC teams in front of them, which... You know, going to my because I have to do a rant every time about the SEC. I'm not really ranting per se, but this is where it starts. I think with the media overhyping the SEC, and it's at the end of the day, teams are their talent. It's their coaching. It's their culture. It's a bunch of things, right? And this is partly why I get aggravated with the SEC bias because I know, in large part. Um, if you're looking at objective factors, because I think there are non-objective factors uh, from some of the media like ESPN, et cetera, that for whatever reason that I don't know what it is, they, they tend to favor the SEC just generally. But I think objectively, the SEC does have more talent, right? It's echoed every year in the recruiting rankings. And here you have the top three, uh, Bama, Georgia, A&M, um, in there, right? You know, so I, I guess what I'm getting to is I get upset with the SEC bias because take A&M as, as an example. They, even before Jimbo Fisher, uh, many years before Jimbo Fisher, I, I mean, it's almost like, and I, I, I have to go look this up, but I'm pretty sure that over the past eight or so years, they have been in the top 10, sometimes the top five in recruiting. And Jimbo Fisher's been that way, and they went eight and four. And frankly, I would not be surprised if they lose their bowl game to go eight and five, right? So we can't just keep ranking SEC teams up in the top twenty every freaking year just because they tend to recruit better. They show year in and year out that they have terrible coaches. Jimbo Fisher is not a good coach. His talent that he has, Saban would have won the national championship with them already. Urban Meyer, if he were there, would have won a national championship. You know, um, Ryan Day has shown with equal talent that he can get to the playoffs on a routine basis. Right? The my my point and the reason why I rant quite often is because they fixate on very singular things and don't look at the composite, and and, and they perpetuate. So sorry. I felt that was the best place for this particular episode to insert my SEC rant. <laughs> well, all right. I'll uh, let you have that one. I don't really have anything to add to that. <laughs> it probably has really nothing to do with <laughs> anything whatsoever. No. Uh, but, you know, coaches, um, yeah, Jimbo has been a pretty – Jimbo's a bonehead. Mediocre coach. Uh, he has won a national championship, which is awesome. Um, but you get into a better league, and despite all the talent, yes, he is consistently putting, you know, three to five lost teams uh, every year. Yes. In a and M. So, 
Um, it'll be interesting. Um, a quick side note, especially with all the, you know, the coaches, um, new coaches, especially in the SEC, uh, Napier at Florida, Kelly at uh, LSU. Uh, so some different dynamics, maybe, um, you know, A&M will be able to take advantage of that because uh, they, they haven't been very good against LSU uh, as of recent. I think they've lost more of those games than they've won with Jimbo Fisher there. But I think Brian Kelly, though, is just as good of a coach as Jimbo Fisher. You're right. Fisher did win that national championship, so he's got a leg up there. But at the end of the day, it was a similar situation. He moved into Florida State with a crap ton of talent and a Heisman Trophy quarterback, similar to what he did with A&M. Uh, Sumlin left that cupboard full, right? And I do think that at Florida State, Fisher backed into that national championship. I'm saying that because I think Brian Kelly is going to give Fisher fits. Yeah, yeah, I, I do I agree. Maybe not this year, but definitely, uh, or in the next year, but definitely uh, as time goes on. So, But they're both very odd yeah. characters. You know, they're, they're both very cartoonish. You know, I've said before, Jimbo Fisher, he's kind of <laughs> like an Oompa Loompa. If you really look at that face, it, he, you know, it'll remind you of an Oompa Loompa. And then Brian Kelly's just like this little... I don't know, fiery orange dwarf. You know, he's always yelling at people for whatever reason, and he just, you know, he's he, he's short, stocky, and you know, with that that full face, and him, he's just like yelling and screaming and turning bright red and orange all the time. You know, just very cartoonish as well. So that'll make for great uh, cartoonish matchups um, between A and M and LSU, and it'll make the SEC further cartoonish in my mind. All right. As we get to uh, the bowl games, uh, we're just going to run right through all of them, uh, I believe. Uh, we'll do some previews later, of course, uh, of the playoffs, the Ohio State games, some of the bigger bowl games. But, um, you know, we decided kind of have fun with this. Uh, for the most part, I know who I'm going to pick. Still a couple up in the air. I'll decide as we go. Um, and then we'll we'll add confidence here, um, and just yeah, send me your sheet when you get that done. Uh, we started yesterday uh, off to a great one and one start. <laughs> uh, we both picked Toledo and NIU. Um, you got and we got NIU with sixteen and twelve. Uh, sometimes I like to do high risk rewards and I did that with Toledo because they seemed like the much better team so I put 38 on them and of course they lost and you put 15 so yeah. uh, today's matchups that we got a few uh, so just make sure have your confidence ready for that I got mine done for for those few matchups so uh, you just want to get right into it let's get right into it alright so we'll start uh, we'll go chronological order uh, today's games, uh, App State, favored by two and a half against Western Kentucky. I'm taking Western Kentucky uh, to cover and win outright uh, with their high-flying passing offense, and I'm doing that with nine. Uh, I did include Jackson State, South Carolina State, whatever bowl game that is. Oh, I, I, I didn't realize that. So, yeah, make a total of 44. So uh, I'm taking Jackson State with 11 and a half. I only put four. I have no idea. Is that game today? Because uh, I, I, I wasn't yes. aware we were adding that one. So is that today? 
Yes, it is today. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just kind of threw a little confidence on it because I, you know, it's their FCS. I have no idea about any of these teams. So right. All, all I know is Dion, Neon Dion. <sighs> right. Uh, Fresno State, fourteen and a half favorites against UTEP. I am going to take Fresno State uh, to win this game fairly easily with fifteen. And uh, BYU UAB BYU favored by eight and a half. Uh, I'm going to take them high with uh, 36. Uh, I believe BYU should run all over. Look at you, uh, the Blazers. Um, in terms of the other matchups, I'll go quickly down. Uh, Liberty seven and a half against Eastern Michigan. Liberty, um, Liberty, Liberty. I'm uh, probably going to take Liberty with low confidence there. Liberty. Uh, Oregon State and Utah State. Oregon State seven and a half. Uh, I'm going to take Utah State. Uh, with a little bit higher, I'm not sure yet. Um, Louisiana and Marshall. Oh, this one's tough. This is one I've been going back and forth, but I think I'm going to take Louisiana to cover a six and a half. Uh, Tulsa. Don't know why they're getting such a high favorite uh, against even Old Dominion. So I'm going to take Old Dominion to cover that. Seven and a half. Wyoming, four and a half favorites against Kent State. I'm going to go with Wyoming. UTSA, two and a half favorites against San Diego State. Um, two high-profile group of five programs. I think this will be a good matchup. Uh, I'm going to take UTSA, though, to win this game. Army and Mizzou. Uh, Army favored by three and a half. Man, I don't like betting against service academies, but uh, I do think Missouri will win this in like a higher-scoring game. Both run defenses are pretty bad. Uh, Miami of Ohio, three and a half point favorites against North Texas. I'm going to take Miami of Ohio, Florida and UCF. Florida had a really terrible year, but um, I don't think US, UCF is really that good this year. Uh, and I think the talent uh, difference will show. So I'm going to take Florida pretty high. Memphis and Hawaii. Ooh, this is one I have no idea. Uh, both are terrible. This, these are the tough ones. These like six and six, seven and five group of five matchups. Uh, could just go either way. And this is one of them. Uh, I'm going to take Memphis, uh, pretty low with four, uh, to co- cover that four and a half Georgia state and ball state. Uh, I'm going to take Georgia state to win and cover that Nevada, Western Michigan. Uh, I'm going to take Western Michigan. Uh, I think they, the fighting ginger bombers. Uh, yeah. And the, uh, bull in Detroit. I think they could win this one. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Western Michigan, Boston College ECU. Uh, Boston College had a lot of injuries this year. Don't know who will be healthy, who will play. I'm gonna take Boston College, but not very high. Boston, uh, Auburn, Houston. Uh, this one's a tough one as well. Uh, Houston with a much better record, but I think Auburn, even so, with a better talent. Uh, and running back. So I'm, I'm going to take Auburn. Uh, not very confident in that one. Louisville and Air Force. Uh, give me Air Force to uh, to win this one outright. Uh, I think they'll be able to run the ball pretty effectively and, of course, limit possession. So give me Air Force. Mississippi State and Texas Tech. This is exactly the game. I believe that, um, you know, that the air, air raid was, you know, the, the air raid from Mississippi State, Mike Leach. This is what it was designed for to beat these type of teams in the Big 12. Um, 
So I'm going to take Mississippi State, even if it, even though it's nine and a half, to win pretty comfortably. Um, I'm going to take UCLA to cover the uh, to cover the three and a half against them against NC State. This one's a tough one; should be a pretty good game. I'm going to take Minnesota to cover the six and a half against West Virginia. Uh, I do think their defense is pretty good, and I don't think West Virginia will be able to score much. I'm going to take SMU against Virginia. Um, both high flying pants pass offenses with terrible defenses. Virginia's just a little worse, I think. Virginia Tech and Maryland. I'm going to take Virginia Tech, actually, in a game that neither of them probably wants to play up in uh, New York. New York. Welcome to a bowl game, I guess. Um, yeah, I, Maryland, Maryland has just been too uh, inconsistent with their turnovers, uh, so I'm going to take Vautech. Iowa State and Clemson. I'm um, going to take the team with the better defense, and that is Clemson uh, to win this game. Oklahoma and Oregon. Oklahoma favored by six and a half. I'm going to take Oklahoma, uh, especially with all the uh, people dropping out of this game on both sides. Uh, and Oklahoma having Bob Stoops coach. Um, he's a pretty good bull coach. I think he'll have that team ready. UNC, South Carolina. Uh, could go either way. I do think UNC um, will be able to exploit South Carolina with the passing game. So I, I, I'm not sure if Sam Howell declared or not. Um, if he did, I may switch this. But for now, I'm going to take UNC. Uh, Purdue and Tennessee. I'm going to take Purdue. Uh, this should be a high-scoring game. Neither, neither defense great. Um, but Purdue's passing attack, I think, can win them this game. Should be a good one. Pitt and Michigan State. Uh, I originally had Pitt really high, but of course, uh, Michigan State's and Pitt's be- best players are going to be sitting out, which really sucks. Because um, I think that game's going to lose a lot of its luster. Um, so, because the Pitt quarterback is going to be out, I'm going to take Michigan State in this game. Um, I was, I, I originally thought you know Pitt was going to just throw the ball all over them. Michigan State still with a terrible secondary, but with a backup who hasn't played much, I don't know. So I'm going to take Michigan State even without Walker. Wisconsin, Arizona State. Uh, Wisconsin, uh, in all bowl games besides the Rose Bowl, uh, has been dominant. And against these type of teams, they just play their original bully ball, and I think they will against Arizona State. Uh, I'm going to put this one probably extremely high. Texas A&M and Wake. Yeah, Wake, this isn't the same Texas A&M defense like we saw in those in the bowl game a, a few years ago. I'm going to take uh, A&M. I think they'll win pretty comfortably. I don't think Wake will be able to score much. Uh, Washington State, Miami. This is a uh, back and forth one. I'm going to take Miami uh, in this game. Boise State Central Michigan's a high spread for Boise State. I'm going to take Central Michigan in this one. And then, of course, some of these bigger matchups, we'll do previews later. Um, but for now, I'm going to take Alabama to cover versus Cincinnati. Uh, I hope Cincinnati gives them a good game. Uh, I just think the talent uh, may show at the at the uh, final buzzer, the, the, especially the, the second half if Alabama pulls away. Uh, Georgia and Michigan. I'm going to take uh, the Wolverines to cover this. I think this will this will actually be a, a pretty close game. Two similar styles. Uh, I think that defense will, will hold up just enough, even if they lose. I'm going to take Penn State to cover against Arkansas. This one's a little tricky. 
Uh, but Penn State's defense has been very good, solid up front, and uh, Arkansas has struggled against a solid defensive front, so I'm going to take Penn State. I'm going to take Notre Dame against Oklahoma State. Uh, similar defenses, but I think Notre Dame has the better offense. Kentucky and Iowa. I went back and forth on this one. I originally chose Kentucky, but I'm going to take Iowa with this one, um, mainly because uh, Iowa has a, still a good secondary. Uh, Kentucky likes to throw the ball. Kentucky has, uh, I think, the worst turnover rate in the SEC, and Iowa has the best turnover rate in the in their conference in the Big Ten. Uh, and I think that'll show up. I think Iowa gets their turnovers and wins this game. Ohio State and Utah. Um, for the longest time, I, I had Utah. Uh, uh, kind of like a downgraded Michigan team. Uh, and I don't trust I don't trust our defense. Uh, I don't know if they'll be able to change anything. Uh, they got a new defense coordinator, but he won't be coaching. So uh, I, I'm switching it over to Ohio State, though. Uh when push comes to shove, it's it's a bowl game. Ohio State has done well in the last few Rose Bowls. Um, I'm going to take the Buckeyes to, to go out and play big because uh, I know most of the key guys are going to be staying in, in this game. Um, Garrett Wilson probably won't, but most of our offensive linemen, uh, some of our other key guys will be. So uh, I think we should be able to, to win and win handily. Will we? I don't know. But as a fan, I'm still going with the Buckeyes. Ole Miss and Baylor are going to go with Ole Miss. Um, just enough offense to win. And then LSU, Kansas State. I think LSU will thrash Kansas State there. All right. That was all of them. You're up. Okay. So the way I want to do this is I do not have the list in front of me. I have gone through. Like I said, I wanted this to be one where we don't do a lot of analysis. Let's just go with our gut and pick these. So I did go through the list uh, earlier today before we got on this call and have a general idea. Um, but so I, what I want you to do, though, is I want you to read me the game. I will pick, and you mark it down. All right. All right. Sounds good. So go. App State, Western Kentucky. App State. And I think for the ones today, you want the confidence right now, right? Uh, if you have them. If not, just let me know before the games. Yeah, so, so App State, I'm going to go with App State with 20. Okay. Uh, Jackson State, 11 and a half against South Carolina State. Okay, so Jackson State, I'll just go with Jackson State. I'm like you, I don't really know much about these. All I know is Neon Dion. Uh, he seemed to work some magic uh, in turning the number one recruit. We didn't talk about that. I'll just use this very quickly to talk about that. But um, I don't know. I think any way you slice it, it's pretty amazing. But I do think part of it is just an echo of the current climate of college football. Right, I, 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 a lot of these kids anymore, they spend their whole lives playing football. Even if they're not super talented, you know, like this this particular person, right? Um, their dream is to play in the NFL, and I do think in times past, getting onto a big name college team, um, you know, etc., was the way to do that. I don't know that these kids really care so much about necessarily getting to the playoffs or the national championship. Clearly, this kid is never going to play in a big-time national championship, and it didn't matter to him. 
you know, he's going to go to Jackson State. Now, that being said, he cared more. That what's that? He cared more about that. He cared more about that uh, multi-million dollar deal. Yeah, exactly. And um, that being said, I you know if if Sanders continues because he beat Florida State, he's done some good things, right? He he's obviously pulled in this number one recruit. I don't think he's going to be at Jackson State for a while, for a long time. I, I think he'll probably move up somewhere else probably soon and this particular kid probably will transfer to a big name school but we don't know uh but at any rate i I just wanted to kind of talk about that one very quickly but i'm going to take jackson state here and i'm just going to go with five because i have no idea all right fresno state uh favored by 14 and a half against utep i'm going to go with utep and i'm going to go with four Uh, BYU favored by eight and a half against UAB. I'm going to go with BYU at, did I already say 20 on my app state? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go 25, BYU. Okay, I think those are the four games today. Okay, great. And and you'll have to send me the confidence points that I I sent you, because again, I don't have this written down yet. Yeah. I have most of mine done, so once I'm done, I'll just send you my sheet. Smashing, baby, and you'll have mine knocked on the sheet. That is just so spectacular. All right. Uh, Next, Liberty, favored by 7.5 against Eastern Michigan. Uh, I'm going to go with Liberty. Oregon State, favored by 7.5 against Utah State. I'm going with Utah State. Uh, Louisiana. Favored by six and a half against Marshall. Yeah, Louisiana, obviously they lost their coach. He's going to Florida. Um, but I just think uh, they, they've been pretty good the past couple of years. They've been one of the premier group of five teams. Marshall is always decent. They're always in the mix. But I just I think even with losing the coach, Lafayette's still going to do it. Okay. Uh, Tulsa favored by seven and a half against Old Dominion. Yeah, I get what you're saying with respect to Tulsa. Um, but at the end of the day, they played Ohio State tough until the last few minutes of the fourth quarter. They played Oklahoma State tough. These are two top ten teams. Um, they played other teams tough uh, that, that are pretty good. So I'm going to go with Tulsa. All right. Uh, Wyoming favored by four and a half against Kent State. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Wyoming. This is one no clue. <sighs> UTSA favored by two and a half against San Diego State. Yeah, this one's interesting. Uh, San Diego State, I was down on the last several games of the season. They seem to taper off and get start to play very conservative and have tight games. Uh, but so did so did uh, San Antonio. Um, originally, when I looked at this, I was thinking San Antonio, but I'm thinking, you know what? I am going to go with the uh, blundering Brady hoax in this one. So you're going with San Diego State? I. All right. Army favored by three and a half against Missouri. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Mizzou in this one. Miami of Ohio favored by three and a half against North Texas. Yeah, th- here's another no clue one. I'm going to go with Miami. Uh, Florida favored by six and a half against UCF. Yeah, this one's very interesting. I mean, Florida, 
uh, they were really on a major descent uh, right there at the end with, with Mullins. Um, he's gone, obviously. They have a new coach that's coming in. Probably nothing much to do with this game, though. Um, but there's also a bit of momentum. They did have a really good uh, finish to the re- recruiting class. I think it's probably given them some buzz and momentum. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's still tough. UCF isn't anything spectacular, but yet you got Gus Malzahn, who understands coaching against an SEC team. So this one, it was kind of intriguing. I think at the end of the day, I'm going to angle towards Florida. All right. Uh, Memphis, four and a half favorites against Hawaii. This one will be in Hawaii. Yeah, nice home game for Hawaii. I think the Memphis kids will be more about a, a fun vacation. I'm going to go with the uh, righteous rainbows here. <laughs> uh, Georgia State favored by three and a half against Ball State. Going with Ball State. All right. Uh, Nevada, six and a half point favorites against Western Michigan. Yeah, this is one when I originally looked at it, I was thinking Nevada, but I'm thinking, you know what? Western did beat a pretty good Northern Illinois team uh, toward the end of the season. It is in Detroit, almost a home game and a really nice venue for them. Uh, Nevada has to travel. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the uh, Fighting Ginger Bombers here. All right, Boston College, two and a half point favorites against ECU. Yeah, ECU is one that really came on strong. Uh, toward the end of the year. Boston College, frankly, was going in the other direction. Um, it, it, this is a hard one. Uh, I, Boston College really isn't that great of a team, but I don't know what to make of ECU. I think I'm going to go low confidence, ultimately, with Boston College here. All right. We have Auburn, one-and-a-half-point favorites against Houston. Yeah, you know, in I have to be consistent. Um, yeah, I can rant about the SEC in, in Auburn, and, you know, this is a team that's mediocre in the SEC, so absolutely they could lose this game. But on the flip side of it, you know, again, if I'm being consistent, uh, the AAC I didn't think was that great. I still don't think uh, UC necessarily belongs, which we'll, you'll find odd when we get to it. But um, Houston wasn't that great of a team. They had a really good record. But even in my final rankings, you know, I had them in the low 30s. Uh, I think Auburn's going to win this game. All right. Uh, Louisville, one and a half against Air Force. I, too, am going with Air Force. Mississippi State, nine and a half against Texas Tech. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and, And just as a quick aside, this is one of... I won't say several, but at least a few games that basically uh, pit coaches against their uh, former teams. Um, and in this particular case, I'm going to go with uh, Mississippi State. Uh, I, I, to, to all the reasons you said, I think this is the type of team that they're built to beat. So, yeah, Mississippi State. All right. NC State, three and a half against UCLA. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, UCLA. This one was a tough one for me because 
Man, the Pac-12 really is all kinds of bad this year. They were the worst Power 5 conference. I think it showed. I believe it showed. I don't think anybody would really argue with me on that one. But the ACC wasn't that much better. Uh, So ultimately, I'm going to go with UCLA in this one. All right. Uh, Next, we have Minnesota 6.5 against West Virginia. Yeah, Minnesota, kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team. They had some really strong games, you know, beat Purdue and a few others that that maybe uh, could have gone the other way, and then they lose to teams like Bowling Green and Illinois. So that's what made this one very difficult uh, because I think on the aggregate, I think Minnesota's probably the better team, played in a better conference. Um, And so I'm probably going to go low confidence with Minnesota. Alrighty, SMU one and a half against Virginia. Uh, SMU. Virginia Tech two and a half against Maryland. Go with Maryland. Iowa State one and a half against Clemson. This is a tough one uh, because I don't think ultimately Iowa State uh, was anywhere close to being as good as they were hyped up to be. Um Clemson obviously had a rough year, um, which, by the way, we'll, I'm, I'll just talk about it now. I was going to talk about it when we got to Ohio State and Utah, but don't look now, right? But if Ohio State loses to Utah and um, Clemson wins, there you have three, lo- three, three lost teams, Ohio State, Utah, and, and Clemson. And who would have thunk it, right? Because the narrative with Clemson all year has been, wow, they are in a tailspin. They've got problems, blah, blah, blah. But, hey, you know, if Ohio State loses to Utah, which they could, and Clemson wins, what's the difference between Ohio State and Clemson? You know, we've been hearing all year long the, right. you know, the problems with Clemson. Well, hey, <laughs> you know. Um, Clemson started to come on uh, at the end of the year. Um, not like a juggernaut, but at least a little bit closer to what we would expect out of Clemson. But man, did they lose everything, you know, from their, um, coordinators to, you know, players, etc. Uh, so this was a very hard one for me because when I first looked at it, I wanted to go with Clemson, but I'm thinking probably Iowa state. All right. You're going with Iowa state. Um, next, Oklahoma, six and a half against Oregon. Going to go with Oklahoma. Uh, both of these, obviously, going through some coaching turmoil. I think at the end of the day, that kind of equates itself in my mind, so to speak. And I just will go with the team with which I think had a little bit better year and a little bit better talent, and that would be Oklahoma. North Carolina, five and a half against South Carolina. Yeah, it is a big spread um, because UNC really wasn't all that great this year. But I'm going to go with the fact that Mac Brown seems to have his teams up for bowl games, um, particularly at North Carolina, even though his second tenure hasn't been that long at North Carolina. Um, So I'm going to go with UNC. Purdue, two and a half against Tennessee. Yeah, this one, I'm going to go with Perdon't. Um, I think this is going to be a game, particularly with Josh Heupel, it's going to be a passing fest. We know that Purdue can't run the ball all that well. and um, But I think at the end of the day, I'm going to go with Purdue. All right. 
uh, Pitt three and a half against Michigan State. Here's another one with a uh, a coach. Now he wasn't head coach, but he was at Michigan State for a very long time. Uh, Narduzzi. Yeah, so it's in my mind another one of those where you you have that scenario. Um, this one was a tough one too. It because you're right. I, I mean, Michigan State secondary is terrible, and so when in, when Walker opted out and we hadn't heard about Pickett yet, I was going to go with one of my highest confidence on Pitt because they would have rolled over Michigan State. Um, I don't know anything to your point about. Pitt's backup quarterback. I don't know how much time he's actually played, how capable he is. Uh, if I if I give Pitt the benefit of the doubt to say that their passing game, yes, based largely on Pickett, but you know, somewhat scheme and their offense and their receivers, then they probably should still pass through Michigan State. Uh, so I'm going to go with lower confidence than I was before, but I'm still going to go with Pitt. All right. Wisconsin, six and a half against Arizona State. I'm going to go with Wisconsin. Pac-12 again. Um, terrible conference. Arizona State was mediocre at best in that conference. Uh, now, Wisconsin, obviously, at the end of the day, when it all settled, was kind of mediocre. Um, but I do think they're the better team. I, I'm going to go with Wisconsin. All right. A&M, three and a half against Wake. Yeah, in this case, um, I'm going to go with A&M um, because they do have the better talent, and I do think they have a defense that will stop Wake. Uh, so I'm going to go with A&M. Washington State to one and a half against Miami. Yeah, this one's interesting. Um, I don't know which way to go with this game. Obviously, Miami wasn't that great this year. Of course, neither was Washington State. And you know, if I were being consistent, right, again, Washington State is in the Pac-12, which I don't think very highly of at all. Um, it's, this is a tough one. Uh, I think Miami, I think there's probably a bit more buzz and momentum with them getting Cristobal in, you know, We'll give my thoughts probably next year on Cristobal. I've said it before. I don't. I think he's an overhyped coach. I think Oregon was overhyped. I do think Cristobal will fit better at Miami than he did at Oregon. Um, I, so I just think that they've got kind of a buzz uh, going into this bowl game, and, and I think I think it's going to be Miami. All right, uh, Boise State ten and a half against Central Michigan. That is a large spread. Um, where is that one again? That's uh, where. Where is that bullet game again? Uh, shoot! Give me one second. Yeah, I don't think I'm just going to go with Boise. I, I, I just, it's a tough one. I'll probably end up putting low confidence on it, but I'm going to go with Boise. Okay. Um. Alabama, 13-and-a-half against Cincinnati. Alabama Crimson Tide. So, no, I'm not going with them, by the way. I am actually going to go with UC in the upset here. Um, I'm not sure that I'm ready to say complete and total upset, as in they're going to beat Bama. I'm close to that, though. Um, And that's why I said people might find it odd. I still don't think UC, based off of all of the factual available data, 
um, deserved to be in the playoffs necessarily, but they are a good team. Um, Bama, yes, they beat Georgia fairly convincingly, but when doesn't that happen with Bama and uh, Kirby Smart? You know, I mean, so um, that to me wasn't necessarily something to say Bama is back because I still think that Bama had some issues this year and they're not quite the Bama. They're certainly not the Bama of last year and probably not the Bama that's won this uh, title before in recent memory. Uh, Luke Fickle was on that 2014 staff that beat Bama. He knows what it takes going into that first playoff game uh, against Bama. Um, I think UC has a team capable, if they're firing on the right cylinders, to beat Bama. Um, And so I think UC is at least going to cover that. And I am partly thinking that they may pull the upset. Wow. Quite the uh, quite bold there. Very bold. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, Boise State Central Michigan is in the Arizona Bowl. Arizona Bowl, okay. Um, Georgia seven and a half against Michigan. I'm sorry, you cut off there. Oh, sorry. Uh, Georgia seven and a half against Michigan. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm going to go with Georgia. I get what you're saying. These are very similar teams. And (sighs) Michigan, these guys feel to me. And I I said before the Ohio State game, I picked Ohio State because I, I felt bad early in the year not picking Ohio State. But I made it clear before the Ohio State game that I was worried not in the traditional sense that I get worried before the Michigan game every year, um, but because I could see it and feel it with Michigan that they were registered and dialed into this game unlike any time before, and that showed in the game. Um, however, Michigan now feels to me like the idiot, idiocy of the revenge tour and that arrogance that they had. I think they think they've arrived now. The way they have just been continuously... Uh, you know, like a little kid that, you know, finally beat their older brother, um, you know, once, you know, again, the blind squirrel mindset, you know, they think that they've arrived. And I think they might be in for a rude awakening uh, with Georgia. So I'm going to go with Georgia. All right. Uh, Penn State, four and a half against Arkansas. Uh, this one's tough because... Um, Penn State, I think, had a rough year. I I think they're a more talented team than Arkansas. Arkansas has played, for them, a very good season. Um, And and I just think it's a a good matchup. It's a tough one for me to pick, but I think ultimately I'm going to go with Penn State. Notre Dame, two and a half against Oklahoma State. Another tough one. Uh, Notre Dame, I ripped on them quite a bit at, at the beginning of the year. I do think they played... Uh, much, much better as the year progressed. Um, Both of them are reeling. Um, Notre Dame lost their head coach. Uh, Oklahoma State lost what appears to be a very good defensive coordinator. Um, I I think I'm probably angling towards Notre Dame in this one, 
Um, but that's probably going to be with low confidence. All right. Uh, Kentucky one and a half against Iowa. Yeah, this is one where I really want to take Iowa because, again, it, it's a it's a Big Ten um, SEC matchup. And, you know, what better way to support my rants uh, than if the Big Ten could definitely win those head-to-heads, right? Um, but I'm not, I don't know. Iowa, I, I just, I don't know. I'm going to go with Kentucky in this one. I'm just not feeling it with Iowa, particularly this year. All right. Ohio State seven and a half against Utah. Yeah, so I already kind of spilled it. You know, Ohio State loses this game. They basically end up with a three-loss record, just like Utah, uh, just like Oregon has right now, um, just like Clemson potentially could have. And I'm saying that because Utah was terrible at the beginning of the year. They did improve. Oregon, as I always said, I thought they were way overhyped. And Clemson, it was talked about many times during the year that, hey, there's some there's some problems there that they, they need to fix. Uh, Ohio State, yes, well-documented the issues on defense, and we talked about the problems that they had. But I think not just us, but media and many people, of Ohio State's still uh, you know, one of the top teams. Um, so if they lose this, you know, what does that really mean? But at the end of the day, I do think Ohio State is going to more than cover that spread. Am I a little nervous that Utah could have a game plan similar to Michigan because they're built similar to Michigan? Yes. I, I, that is not lost on me. But more than that, I still feel Ohio State's going to go in and just rock Utah. Um as I think about that, though, then I consider the fact Utah's never been to the Rose Bowl. They are buying up tickets en masse. They will be very much up for this game. This is this is the biggest game, in my opinion, even bigger than when they beat Bama uh, a few years back, which was huge. Um, and it might seem a little bit... Um, I don't know what word I would use there, but to, to say that this is a bigger game for them than that against Bama, I get where people might d- debate otherwise, but this is the Rose Bowl. Utah's never been there. I think this is the biggest game ever for Utah. Um, and so that, that could factor into it, certainly. When they got up so much for Oregon twice, and I think that's the type of team that's going to come in here. They will be very much up for this game. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go with Ohio State big. All right. Uh, Two more. Ole Miss, two and a half against Baylor. Yeah, Ole Miss has the offense. Baylor has the defense. Um, And this one, I think, is a very tough one for me to pick. But I think if I go with my gut, I think ultimately I'm going to go with Ole Miss. And then LSU, one and a half against Kansas State. LSU, one and a half against Kansas State. Uh, this is a very interesting one for me. Um, you know, it's another one of those where coaching turnover, etc. Kansas State at least comes in with a, a consistency, with a, a with a mindset of a team that knows who they are. Uh, but LSU just has way too much talent, I think, and I'm going to go with LSU. All right, and then the, of course, national championship game will be the last. So, whatever confidence you don't put, just put on that. But right, it looks like 
we have a total, I'm surprised, uh, of 13 different match, uh, 13 different picks. thought there would be more, so. Yeah, well, and, and to that point, uh, I think there would have been more had I sat down and gone through uh, an analysis on it, but I just thought, you know what, two things. Number one, <laughs> there are so many of them, and frankly, I didn't know I wanted to spend the time. You know, who really, truly wants right. to spend the time uh, on Jackson State in a game? Who wants to really spend the time comparing Boise State and Central Michigan? Uh, I do think what I'm alluding to there is probably a topic for another day and just how convoluted this whole bowl thing has gotten. Because um, I do think, to me, it's a problem. Uh, I do think it stands forward to a robust playoff system is because people are still wrapped around the axle with respect to bowls. And they talk about, oh, this is great for teams and blah, blah, blah. I don't think so. I mean, if you watch any one of these bowl games, nobody is in the stands. No one. And at the end of the day, yeah, some of the fans from the teams might go. Um, but do the players really care anymore? We already just kind of talked about a little bit that maybe even the playoffs and the national championship maybe doesn't make that much of a difference to players anymore. When you got the number one recruit deciding to go to Jackson State, he's clearly said, I don't really care about playoffs or national championship games. I don't care. And if they don't care about that, you're telling me that they really care about the Bahamas Bowl? Come on. Right? So, um, yeah, at the end of the day, I think that's that's probably going to be a conversation we we start to have uh, before too long. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that another day. Uh, of course, we'll have uh, previews coming up uh, probably next week or the week after, sometime before uh, those uh, bigger games happen. So, absolutely, all right, it's a longer episode. But that yeah. is yeah, basically fun of bull season. Yes, yes, absolutely, my good man, absolutely. And to that point, I mean, that is the one remaining fun of bull season. You have football, um, and for a lot of people, it's a more relaxing time to watch football because most people are on holiday, they're on vacation, they're enjoying the mirth and the merriment, and, and the bulls maybe fit in in that regard well, but. Who knows? But I think really what we're saying is that this now ends what has promised to be, and that promise has been kept, a most fabulous episode of Buckeye Bam Bash with Better People Than the Boy. Roger.